Welcome to the Diagnosis Redefined Podcast. My name is Erica Anderson, and I am a certified autoimmune coach on a mission to empower everyone living with an autoimmune disease to be able to live a life that is no longer defined by their diagnosis. On this podcast, I will be interviewing amazing human beings who are living extraordinary lives despite their diagnosis and the health and wellness experts who can explain how we can live a life where we are thriving and not just surviving. I really wanted to be able to have a podcast that can truly empower the autoimmune community through stories. I believe stories are so incredibly powerful. They evoke emotion, they motivate, they've been used throughout human history to teach and inspire. And I believe everyone has an amazing story to tell. So that is the main goal of this podcast is to really feature people who are living with these diseases, but not letting it hold them back, not letting it keep them from living the life they know that they deserve. And I had no intention of sharing my story on here. I w- had no intention of doing a solo episode at all because it's funny how I think everyone else's story is amazing and powerful, but I didn't really feel like I had anything to share. And it wasn't until after a lot of friends told me that I needed to be able to share my story too, that I had something to share that I thought, okay, I guess I'm going to sit down and record this episode. So I guess it's a good thing for everyone to understand where I come from so that you can understand the true mission behind this podcast and and how much it means to me and how much I want to be able to really change the autoimmune community and provide a more positive space for people because If I had heard more stories of people living amazing lives and even getting rid of symptoms just by living a more holistic life, I would have taken control of my health years before I finally decided to do it. And the reason why I decided to take control of my health had absolutely nothing to do with my autoimmune disease, which you will soon find out. So I guess I'll just start with with my story. I was uh, 17 years old when I was diagnosed with an autoimmune disease called Stills disease. Um, Stills disease is an autoimmune disease that affects the joints very similarly to rheumatoid arthritis, but it also affects the muscles, um, causes swollen lymph nodes, daily fevers. Uh, It basically feels like one of the worst flus of your life just every single day. And I was a perfectly healthy, normal teenager, so I thought. I I literally just woke up one day and felt like I had been hit by a truck. I started having um, uncontrollable fevers. I ended up going to the ER at one point, and they gave me like a steroid pack, and that helped, and it helped my joints feel amazing and everything like that. But once the steroids were gone, of course, the joint pain came back. And so it took, um, it took over a year to get a diagnosis. And I know that that is a relatively short amount of time. For most people, um, it takes at least four years to get a diagnosis for their autoimmune disease. And so the reason why it took such a short amount of time was um, my symptoms came on really, really quickly. And 
there is no blood test for still disease. There's no antibody test or anything like that. And so it was a matter of just waiting for all of these symptoms to kind of show up and add up to the diagnosis. I had gotten to a point, though, where in school I was having to have help walk to walk from class to class, someone carrying my book, someone holding on to my arm. Um, I had my left arm was uh, elbow was completely locked up and could not move it. And if anyone tried to move it, it felt like it felt like you were breaking my arm. Um, I was sleeping as much as possible. I would go to school and I would come home from school and my, my dog always knew she'd greet me at the door and then she would run up to my bed because she knew that I was going to go straight to bed. So I'd get home about 2.30 in the afternoon and I would go to sleep. I would wake up just for to eat dinner and then I would go straight to bed. And that was my life. I had um, fevers every single day. I couldn't hardly button up my pants. I wanted to cry putting on my shoes. It was absolutely miserable. And at one point, I ended up... They wanted to, to wean me off steroids. I was on prednisone, um, and every time they tried to wean me off because they wanted to get a more accurate blood test, they said that the reason why um, I was having, you know, getting these negative and normal blood tests was because the prednisone was um, giving a false negative. So I needed to get off the prednisone, and every time they tried to wean me off, I would just have horrible flare-ups. So I got to the point where I was on this like two and a half milligram dose and ended up in the ER with a 105 degree fever that I'm telling you, if anyone has ever had a fever that high, you know how absolutely miserable it is. And um, it was also a very strange reaction where I, I actually couldn't breathe. My lips were swelling up. Like my immune system just freaked out. And... That was when the doctors I had been seeing in Indianapolis at the time, they basically said, okay, we we cannot figure this out. We're going to send you to the Cleveland Clinic. And um, just to let you know, you know, it's, it's going to take a few months before you're going to be able to see anyone at the Cleveland Clinic because basically we're sending your file over. And if a doctor deems your file interesting enough, he'll, they'll call you and, and get get you an appointment, but it, it will probably be a few months before you hear anything. Well, two days later, we got a call from the Cleveland Clinic saying, hey, we want to see you. Can you come get here within the next couple of days? Um, and so I was so, so excited. And within those couple of days, I had developed this strange rash on my torso and arms. And as a kid, I always had really sensitive skin. So I had just bought this, bought and worn this new sweater. And I was like, oh man, I, I guess I have, um, I'm having an allergic reaction to this sweater. And I didn't think anything of it. It was um, a very uh, salmon colored rash, just like I said, over my torso and arms. And it didn't really itch. It was just very strange looking. And I remember going to the Cleveland Clinic and I wish I remembered this doctor's name because he was like a doctor house. Um, he was just incredibly smart, um, but much nicer. And I'm sure he didn't have a pain pill addiction, but he knew what I had before I walked in that door. 
So um, he had a resident with him that was kind of shadowing and learning from him. And as soon as I walked in, he looked at that left arm that every other every other nurse and doctor would always pull on and I'd want to scream. He looked at that left arm. He's like, you can't move that arm, can you? And I'm like, nope. And he went through all of my symptoms without me having to tell him what my symptoms were. He was just like, let me guess, this happens and, you know, this happens. Um, he had me, at one point, he had me open my my mouth and um, had, he told the resident, he said, watch this. And when I open my mouth, my jaw shifts. My lower jaw kind of goes from side to side. I hadn't even noticed that myself until that moment. But he knew before I even did it that that would happen. Then he looked at that rash that I had. And he said, how long have you had this rash? And I said, oh, two days. I'm allergic to my sweater. And he shook his head and he said, if your doctors in Indiana had seen this, they would have known what you have. You have Stills disease. And I was just so relieved to find, to have a diagnosis. Um, I, I, everyone's diagnosis story is different. Some people, it's just kind of like that death sentence and the, and the moment that they lost their identity and, and was told that they couldn't do anything. I was absolutely elated to hear that I had Stills disease. And because that meant, okay, we can, we can do something with that. We can go from here. And, you know, what, what's, just tell me what medication I need to take to make this go away, right? The interesting thing is, the reason why this doctor wanted to see me within two weeks of getting my file, two days, excuse me, of getting my file, he said he had had another 17-year-old girl who had been taking the same medication I was for my skin that had developed Stills disease. So this is what's interesting. Um, for about three years before I came down with Stills disease, I had been taking a medication called minocycline for my, um, I had acne on my back and shoulders, and it was really embarrassing during swimsuit season. And for three years, I was on this. I had no idea what it was. I had no idea that it was an antibiotic and that, you know, probably shouldn't be taken long term. Nothing. It was just, okay, they said to take this and it worked and I took it. So this doctor at the Cleveland Clinic was really looking into all of these cases of young teenagers who were coming down with Stills disease after taking minocycline. But I asked him after getting the diagnosis, I said, well, okay, so what's, what's the plan? How do I get rid of this? And he said, well, you can't get rid of it. It's an autoimmune disease. It's a chronic disease. So that means we don't have a cure there's only treatments. So we can basically keep you comfortable. We have to figure out what medications are going to work best for you. And so that took about another year to figure out, of course, which medications would work. Um, I did, oh, I did methotrexate. That did not work for me. They gave me the pills. It was not working. So they upped it to a dose where I had to do um, injections. And when I started the injections, my hair started falling out in clumps in the shower. And it was not helping with my symptoms at all. Um, I had done Kinneret and Remicade worked for a while. And then it stopped working. And then finally, Enbrel was um, what I started taking and it worked and it worked for a good 10 years. And what's interesting though is I've always been very 
what I consider health conscious. So I've always been very interested in uh, what the latest advice was for nutrition. And I would try to follow it. Of course, I was following, (laughs) I was following the government guidelines that were always being advertised. Um, So, you know, I made sure I had plenty of grains, whole grain, everything, and um, didn't eat too much meat or anything like that. But I was always wanting to do what was best for my health. And every rheumatologist I would see, I would always ask, is there anything I can do, diet or lifestyle that could help me? or at least help alleviate some of my symptoms. And I was always told no, that this is a chronic illness and there's nothing that you can eat that will help because you see it's your immune system that is out of whack. It's not your gut. It's not, you know, it's a completely separate system. And so no, there's really not anything that could help that way. Your only choice is to continue taking these medications. And I believed them. And I was honestly not looking for another solution. I accepted this. And at the time, Enbrel was helping me to live a fairly normal life. Yes, did I have flare-ups? Yes. Did I know when it was time for me to take my medication? Was I starting, you know, I would always get sore with joint pain? Yeah, absolutely. But for the most part, I lived a very normal life. And most people would would not know unless they lived with me that I had an autoimmune disease. So it was purely by accident that 10 years after I started taking Enbrel, my sister was getting married and I had put on some weight. I weighed about 40 pounds more than I currently weigh right now. And I was not liking the way I was looking in the bridesmaid's dress that came in the mail. So I decided to, you know, start taking my diet really seriously. And I had lost some weight, but had plateaued and thought, okay, well, what else can I do? And I had a friend who had been doing this elimination diet called the Whole30. And I thought, okay, well, that will be a great way for me to really cut out the processed foods out of my diet. And I did this with the sole intention of losing weight. I had no intention of it helping my autoimmune disease because I had already already been told by the experts that that was impossible. And so why would I think that this would help? And within two weeks of doing that diet, my symptoms completely disappeared. Completely. I kept forgetting to take my medication. I told, called my rheumatologist and I said, how can I wean off of Enbrel? How do I wean off? And she said, oh yeah, you can wean off. And four months later, when I went to see my rheumatologist, I had not taken any medication, any Enbrel. And I felt better than before I ever was diagnosed, before I ever got sick. And when I told my rheumatologist, I was so excited to tell her. And she was not very happy with me, to say the least. Her response was that this was a spontaneous remission and that she did not know what to do with me now that I wasn't taking my medication because she didn't know how to make sure I was not harming myself and ruining my joints. Her exact words were, I guess I'm going to have to x-ray your hands to make sure you're not ruining your joints. And I just remember being kind of in shock at her reaction 
why didn't she ask me what I had done? Why didn't she, why didn't she want to know what caused the remission? Why was she so convinced that this was spontaneous? And why did she seem irritated with me? Needless to say, that was the last time I saw that doctor. And that was just a little over six years ago. And I have not been on any medication since and have been symptom free. Now, after that visit with that rheumatologist, I went to the library and I wanted to know why this worked. I was told that diet and lifestyle would have no effect on my disease. So why did it work? And I knew it couldn't be a placebo effect because I did not believe that something like that could work. And yet it did. So I went to the library and I pulled off all the books I could on autoimmune disease. I had a big stack on the table and I sat down and immediately started reading um, a book I highly recommend to everyone with an autoimmune disease now. It's um, The Autoimmune Solution by Dr. Amy Myers. And I remember sitting there reading it and just being in shock because they've known for years what causes autoimmune diseases and how to control the triggers that could cause the flares and how to calm down your immune system, how to control inflammation. And as I'm reading this, I flipped to the front of the book because I couldn't, I thought, well, this has to be brand new cutting edge information. And so I checked the front of the book to the copyright and no, that information had been out for like 10 years prior to this. And in that moment, that was when I realized I had to do something because I knew that I was not the only person out there asking, is there anything I can do to take control of my health? Is there anything I can do to alleviate my symptoms? And I know that there are other people out there like me asking that question and being told, no, there's nothing you can do. And so it was in that moment that I realized I had to do something. And so that's what got me into health coaching. That was the way I knew to be able to help people, really teach people how to implement these changes in their lives and to at least, at the very least, be able to get relief from their symptoms. I realized that my story is unusual. I realize that not everyone can be completely symptom-free and medication-free. And I'm not saying that medication doesn't have its place. The reason why I'm sharing my story is because I want you to understand that you have way more power over your health than what you're being told. The autoimmune community is being kept in this state of learned helplessness, of victimhood, when they're told that there's nothing you can do, we don't know why you have an autoimmune disease, must be genetic, all of these disempowering things that are being said to the autoimmune community. And when I tried to look for a community in the autoimmune space, I was shocked. The first group I joined and face on Facebook It was the most negative place I had ever seen. And I realized that people 
people just don't know what's possible. They haven't heard or seen other people do it. And if you look online, especially with social media right now, you can find plenty of people who have done the same thing as I have, who have completely turned their health around despite every specialist, every doctor telling them, no, it's impossible. And so that's why I'm here. That's why this podcast is here. Because we need more voices talking about this. We need more positivity in the autoimmune community. And I really want to explore through these stories and in these interviews, what makes someone decide that they're not going to let their diagnosis define them? What's the difference between that person who says, nope, I am going to live the fullest life possible despite my diagnosis, and the other person who decides to just let it take over their identity and consume their life and let it stop them from living. So through these interviews, I will be exploring that question. I will be talking to people who are doing incredible things despite their diagnosis and diving deep into how they're able to do that mentally, emotionally, physically, so that you can understand that you have the power to do the same. And I'll be talking to the health and wellness experts who can explain the science behind what causes autoimmune diseases, what we can do to reverse them, what we can do to prevent them, what we can do mentally, and even regulating our nervous system to help our immune system everything, all the tools that you could ever need to be able to better manage your autoimmune disease and put you back in the driver's seat of your life. I'm really excited for these future episodes, and I hope you are too. And I really just want to say thank you to everyone who has listened up until now. Um, I would really appreciate it when you listen to this podcast. If you could leave a review and let me know what you think, I'd love your feedback. And also by leaving a review, it helps push this podcast out to more people with autoimmune diseases so that we can really spread this positivity. I'd appreciate it so much. And thank you for being here. I can't wait to talk to you next week.